0: This week's Parsha perspective is dedicated in memory of Shlomo ben Edward. May his soul be uplifted and his memory a blessing. This week is a double Torah portion, Parsha's Chukas and Balak. Our Parshas begin with Hashem teaching Moshe the intricate laws of Parah Aduma. The Parah Aduma is a red cow that has never been used and is slaughtered as an offering. And then it is burnt and its ashes used to rectify the most severe of ritual impurities, Tumas Mes, an impurity that is contracted through interacting with a human corpse. When a person comes in contact with a human corpse, they become tamay, ritually impure, and they must use the para-aduma ritual to become pure again. This process takes seven days, on which the third and seventh day, they must be sprinkled with the para-aduma ashes. The Torah portion of Balak tells us the story of Balak and Balaam. Balak, the king of Moab, worried about his upcoming battle with the Jewish people. For Maish Rabbeinu and the Jewish nation just won their wars with the powerful countries of Emor and Bashan. So, Balak recruited Bilam, the famous non-Jewish prophet, to curse the Jewish people and hopefully defeat them in battle. When Bilam was told of Balak's request, Hashem appeared to him and told him that he is not allowed to curse the Jewish people for they are blessed. Bilam sent word back to Balak that God does not allow him to curse the Jewish nation. So Balak sent even more prestigious ministers back to Bilam. And promised him great riches in return for his services. Once again, Hashem appeared to Bilam, but this time Hashem allowed him to go, provided that he only says the words that God tells him to say. At the beginning of Bilam's trip to Moav, Hashem placed an angel with a giant sword in his path. The donkey that Bilam was traveling on saw the angel and did not want to move. However, Bilam was oblivious to the angel and started to hit the donkey. The Pusak tells us that the donkey turned to Bilam and said to him, "What have I done to you that you've hit me three times?" At that point, Hashem revealed the angel to Bilam, who bowed down before the angel and asked him for forgiveness. The angel told him that he can continue on his journey, but reminded him that he must only say what God tells him to. So when Bilam arrived in Moab, he reminded Balak that he can only say what God tells him to. And then he instructed him to build seven altars and offer sacrifices to Hashem. However, instead of cursing the Jewish people, Balaam started showering them with blessings. And when Balak got angry, Bilam reminded him that he can only do what God tells him to. So Balak took Bilam to another location, hoping that Bilam can curse the Jewish people from there. They build more altars and offer more sacrifices, and yet again Hashem tells him a blessing which he repeats. The entire process repeats itself for a third time and yet only blessings are coming out of Bilam's mouth. At this point, Balak despaired of accomplishing his goal and sent Bilam on his way. However, a question comes to mind. The Apostle writes that Hashem was enraged that Bilam was traveling to Moav to curse the Jewish people. So he placed an angel wielding a giant sword in his path. But why did Hashem get angry at Bilam for deciding to go with the messengers when he told him the night before that he's allowed to go to Balak? What did Bilam do that enraged HaKadosh Baruch The Ramban on this Pasha explains that the reason HaKadosh Baruch got angry with Bilam was because he did not tell the messengers that he cannot curse the Jewish people. And the reason for this is because Bilam knew that if he told the messengers that he cannot curse the Jewish people, they would have left back to Tamayev along with his dreams of riches and power. So Hashem sent Bilam an angel to remind him of the conditions that he was to go to Balak. And we see that this reminder worked. For when Bilaam met Balak, he told him that he can only say what God tells him to. However, the Malbim gives a deeper and more powerful explanation. He explains that the reason Hashem got angry at Bilam was that despite being told not to curse the Jewish people, Bilaam's intention with this journey was to still and try to curse the Jewish nation. And the true meaning of God's second reply was that if Bilaam you are going to insist on going I will not stop you. However, I am angry that you did not get the hint the first time you asked. As Rashi writes that Hashem was enraged when he saw how much Bilaam yearned and desired to curse the Jewish nation. And we can see this from the fact that Hashem changed the word with them when responding to Bilam the first and second time. The first answer Hashem gave Bilaam, He said, you are not allowed to go Imahem with them. However, the second time He answered, He said, if you feel like you should go, then go Itam with them. The difference between the two is subtle but very significant. When Hashem said the word Imahem, He meant not to go along with the messengers to Maiv as well as their intentions of cursing the Jewish nation. However, when Hashem said Itam, he meant that Balaam can go to Ma'ev, but not along with the plans to curse the Jewish nation. And yet Balaam didn't listen. And that is why the Pusik writes that he went in Sarim with the messengers of Ma'ev. He wanted to go to Ma'ev with the messengers, but he also wished to go along with their plans to curse the Jewish nation. This is why Hashem put an angel in Balaam's path and had the donkey speak to him in front of everybody. For Hashem wanted both Bilam and the messengers to know that no matter how hard they will try, he will not allow the Jewish nation to be cursed and as one of the blessings that Bilaam gave us, Blessed are those who bless you and curse those who curse you. In our daily life and during these trying times, it is imperative that we be able to perceive the subtle hints and social cues that are given to us from our friends and family. This ability gives us a direct insight into the true meaning behind the words and actions. It is a skill that is applicable in all aspects of our lives and will bring us closer to achieving our goals and accomplishing our potential. There is an amazing quote that I once heard by Tony Robbins. One has not only the ability to perceive the world, but an ability to alter one's perception of it. More simply, one can change the things by the manner in which one looks at them. Have a great weekend and good Shabbos. Thank you for tuning in to The Partial Perspective. Check out our website, thepartialperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to thepartialperspective@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening.